Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Scratching the Surface podcast. I am your host, Austin Douglas, and today we are going to scratch the surface on red flags in business. And what does that mean to you, right? Every business has different red flags and red flags that clients give off and that you should read and read into the situation. So I figured we should talk about it because I had a red flag pop up on me this week and I wanted to make it to where it might be relevant to you. You might be having the same issues or going through the same things. Maybe you're new in business. Maybe, you know, you just, you don't know what a red flag is. Maybe you're just taking all the work that you can, but there are some things that you need to watch out for in business. Um, if you're not familiar with this podcast, basically we dive deep and scratch the surface pretty deep on uh, poison ivy remediation services, which is what we specialize in, arboriculture, the green industry, business, entrepreneurship, professionalism, and then life. You know, we kind of touch on all bases. Today, we're going to touch on business and, like I said, the red flags within business that clients might give off or that you need to read, okay? And this one, you know, it's it's not a glamorous topic to talk about, but it is quite relevant and you should be aware of it. And you should be studying these things and seeing how interactions go based on continual conversations that you've had with clients. So let's let's get an example out there, right? Say you have, say you're a lawn care company and you're out there and you want to get some new clients. Okay, awesome, right? Everyone likes new clients, adding new clients, getting more work, growing their business, all good, right? Well, what if you have clients that, you know, every year, They've gone through two or three lawn care companies. And they tell you this over the phone. Yeah, we've had our last guy, blah, 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 and the guy before that, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing but bad things to say. Well, that to me would be a red flag, right? It's a red flag. Is it really that the lawn care companies didn't do a good job? Or is it that this person has too high of standards? Like, what's going on here, right? Step back and like analyze the situation a little bit deeper. Because you might be the next guy that they badmouth, right? And if you don't want to be that guy and you read the situation, you're like, you know, this guy's gone through quite a few lawn care companies in the last couple of years. There's probably a reason why maybe I don't want this client. Maybe he's not the right client for me, right? So you respectfully decline the service. You could say, you know, hey, we want to take on clients, but unfortunately, I don't think that we're a good fit. It might stir a conversation. You could say, you know what? You know, respectfully, I, I don't know that we're the company for you based on X, Y, Z, whatever, right? But at least you can respectfully decline the work. I do it all the time. I respectfully decline the work. Um, I mainly, you know, my one of my red flags in my business, especially in uh, poison ivy control or poison ivy remediation services, is if people have already attempted to treat it themselves. Now, why would that be a red flag to me? Well, they have already taken it upon themselves to attempt to do this. And then they realize that the issue is too big for them. So they reached out to me to fix it, right? Be the Mr. Fix It. Unfortunately, within our processes, if they have treated poison ivy and the herbicide isn't the correct herbicide, it's not the right herbicide, it's not going to do the job correctly, I can't treat those plants with an herbicide until they regrow because they've already been damaged. Their uptake systems have been damaged and they just, they won't uptake herbicides. And it's not the answer that people want, but it's the truth. And so in, in that situation, I simply say, you know, we, we cannot guarantee 
the plants that you have treated will be killed because you've damaged them. And it's a red flag. And in some instances, I do decline the work. I say, you know what? I don't want to put my name on it because they might say, well, I just want you to come and remove it. I've already treated it. No, because if you didn't treat it with the correct herbicide, all the plants are not going to die. And then we're going to come and remove it. And we might miss a piece of root, which is totally plausible and happens all the time. And the plants will grow back. And then we'll have a bad name because we didn't complete our processes 100%. You know, we trusted that you did the job correctly. So we don't do that, right? We would rather decline the work or postpone the work than be Mr. Fix-It and clean it up and get a bad name because we didn't, things weren't correct. So that's, you know, red flags within my business, but also pertaining it to you. You know, maybe you have clients that, I don't know, maybe they want mulch installed and <laughs> I don't even know like a, a red flag for mulch. Maybe they want shrubs installed a certain way or, you know, trees pruned a certain way. That's a good one, right? What if your client wants trees pruned up, everything in the middle, and they just want leaves at the tips? Well, there are guys out there that will do that, right? And that's a process that's called lion's tailing, if you didn't know that. Lion's tailing is really bad for trees. And so if you have high standards within your company and for your clients, you would probably decline that work. Just because you say, no, that's not the right standards. We're not going to do that. That's actually really bad for your tree. If you would like somebody that's uneducated to come and do that because that's what you want, by all means, hire them. But we're not going to do that because of X, Y, Z. And you respectfully decline the work. But maybe that's a red flag because they, maybe they, they, they want things a certain way and they don't really care what's best. It's just how they want it. Now, there's some people out there that would absolutely do it exactly how they want it, even though it's not necessarily correct. And, you know, I, I'm not judging you if you are that person or you do do that stuff. At the end of the day, you know, we all have to take care of ourselves, feed our families, pay our bills. Like, it's totally understandable. I get it. I've, you know, you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. But if you're in a position where you can turn down that work, a lot of people will really respect you for the fact that you stick to your guns, right? Even if you don't end up doing the work for that client, that client might be like, you know what? That guy, he had integrity and he wouldn't buckle. And they'll refer you, be like, no, this guy, he's got integrity. I want him to do certain things. He didn't do it. I found a guy that did it the way I wanted it. But this guy where he has integrity. I don't know. That could be the conversation that comes out of that client's mouth. Maybe they'll say, no, don't go to that guy. But again, do you really want that opinion of that client that wanted things done incorrectly? But the red flags that we all experience, you should be able to read them and understand them. And over time, you'll pick up on nuances of these red flags and they'll start to stand out. You'll have the same conversations. You'll have the same situations or similar situations. And you can really tell people, hey, you know, I, I've had a similar situation like this and this is not how it's going to be. You can also read situations by tonality of voices. So I'll give you an example. I had a client last year we went out and did an inspection. I gave him a quote for a day rate, which I hardly ever do, but a day rate to go out there and um, kill poison ivy on the property. They had a very large property. They also had a ton of bittersweet, which is an invasive species here in Michigan. There's a native one that's not invasive, but then there's oriental bittersweet, which is super invasive. And I went out there and I explained the whole situation, what needed to be done, what would be done, what could be done, what really needs to be done. 
And the gentleman who I spoke with was trying to um, basically get me to promise things that I couldn't promise. And I could read the situation that he was trying to like lock me into promising that they'll never have poison ivy ever again on their property. And the reality is, is I can't promise that, right? I can't eliminate 100% of poison ivy on the earth. Like that's just, that's not possible. So I said, no, that's not how this is going to work. This is what it is. And, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say take it or leave it, but it, this is the situation, whether you guys want to move forward with it or not. This is the reality. I'm not going to promise that you'll never have poison ivy again. Just like in my mosquito division of my company, I always ask homeowners, when you have a mosquito service, do you expect to have zero mosquitoes, no mosquitoes whatsoever on your property? And the ones that say, yes, I expect there to be no mosquitoes. Excellent. We are not the company for you. And then they kind of like, their, their face changes, their tone changes, like their whole mood changes. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, that's not possible. And so we can't promise you that. But what we can promise you is that we can greatly reduce the populations to the point that you can actually enjoy your yard. But eliminating to where you'll never have a single mosquito on your property, that's impossible. Very, very impossible. And so we that's automatically one of those things where it's a qualifier, but it's also a red flag right? If they expect that much perfection, you know that if you take them on as a client, what's going to happen is they are going to call you every time they get bit by a mosquito. It's just, it's going to happen. And those are not the clients for you. If you're in a mosquito company or have a mosquito company, like that's, it's a red flag, right? You can't afford to go out there 10, 12, 15 times every time they get bit by a mosquito. There's just no way. And so I've learned through my four years of my company, certain red flags. I had a recent red flag just the other day. And I get asked a lot of questions when it comes to herbicides and how toxic they are. And that's pretty typical, right? Ever since Roundup got a bad name in the media because a gentleman apparently was diagnosed with leukemia and cancer because of it, um, herbicides have really been on people's minds in terms of you know, whether they're good, bad, or in between, or how cancerous is this stuff? Like every, a lot of people talk about that. And the, the science behind herbicides, you know, if you look at safety data sheets, like I do for all the products that we use, okay, I try and know as much information off those safety data sheets as I possibly can. Because when a client asks me this information, I want to be able to spew out data like crazy and have it be backed by science and peer-reviewed studies and the EPA signing off on it. Like, I want this information to be factual in their face. Like, this is the way it is. These are legal documents I'm reading off of to you. This is not my opinion. This is science, and these are legal documents, right? And so you get these people that they ask you about herbicides and how toxic they are. Well, I've learned through time it is always best to refer to the label and the safety data sheet. Because it's not about you or the company. It's about the science and it's about what the EPA has approved and signed off on, right? This is this is not Ditch the Itch. This is not Austin Douglas. We're going way up the chain to the manufacturer and the Environmental Protection Agency. What are they saying to you? Okay. And, you know, I, I recently had a, a client ask me about their pond. 
you know, they and how they phrased it was that, you know, they said, what, how, how are you going to avoid poisoning my pond? And that to me was like a red flag. It's like, well, why would I be poisoning your pond? I'm treating poison ivy. I'm not poisoning your pond. I'm not dumping chemicals into your pond. You know, so it was a red flag. And again, I referred to the uh, label and the safety data sheet for that client. I sent them an email. I said, hey, I'll be available, you know, Monday morning if you have any questions, but here's the data. Okay, please review this and study this. And I hope they did. I don't know if they did. I'm actually going to call and contact them because today I received an approval for their quote. But now I'm wondering, it's like, okay, so you asked me all this stuff and then you approve the quote. Cool. But what happens next, right? If I get like, if any sort of like tiny little droplets or mist happens to end up in your pond, are you going to sue me for a new pond? You know, so I don't know how that situation is going to go. So I'm going to have a conversation with the client again before we even put them on the schedule because I understand to read the red flags and the liability, right? Are they going to be recording me from their home? I don't know. People are strange. People do funny things. You know, when we, when we uh, did our condo association job last year, um, we had somebody that recorded us when we were treating stuff and I didn't notice it. I wasn't paying attention to that personally, uh, but my technician did. And so I looked up and I said, Hello. And then they kind of, you know, hid their their phone and whatnot. It's like, can I help you? I saw that you had your phone out and looked, it looked like you were recording us. And she started talking about herbicides and poisoning stuff and and you're not wearing a mask. And I had to go through the science and the data and the labels and the SDS sheet and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's really the only way to, I don't want to say calm people down because I don't think it really calms people down, but it shows that you're educated more than they are in what they were just talking about. Now, some people out there are keyboard warriors, right? So they're going to think that, you know, they're way more educated and they just go directly to Google and they can look everything up. But the interesting thing is, is if you go to search engines like Google and you type in pesticides, you are going to open up a Pandora's box of so many different things from somebody's blog that they talk about pesticides and how bad they are and toxic they are to peer-reviewed studies that were peer-reviewed by like a hundred different PhDs. But the thing is, is that blog, because of SEO, is going to be at the tippy top of the search engine results. And those PhD peer-reviewed studies are going to be at the very bottom because nobody's going to read through that stuff, right? Who's going to read through like a thousand page study on herbicides? No one. Very few, not no one, very few people in the world will ever read those studies. And so you have to learn how to overcome these red flags and turn those red flags into green flags. I think personally, I would much rather, you know, be reserved in how I feel, but I also want to protect myself from liability. And so like the pond question, right? That to me opened up a red flag for liability. Because there's all these red flags for various reasons. Like you have red flags for payment. You have red flags for this, that, and the other thing. But this one was like a red flag for liability because they talked specifically about their pond. And I've seen their pond, beautiful pond, awesome waterfall, epic, cool spot in their yard. And it's just, it, it made me question it, right? It made me question it more than a typical person. 
but that's also because they asked more in-depth questions, which I'm okay answering in-depth questions. And I hope you are too with your business, right? Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that it's really relevant as far as, you know, mowing lawns or anything like, well, what trimmer string are you using? Is it organic? Like, I don't think that happens, but I think that when you're in pesticides and when you're in insecticides and you're applying chemicals, people as of recently are more conscious of what you're doing. Now, interestingly enough, the industry of pesticide applicators and the pesticide industry is moving more towards a lower volume as far as usage. Before, back in the day, people would ride around with 1,000-gallon tanks and blanket spray properties. Now that's not the case. Now it's much more targeted. Now it's a study of soil science and microbiology and how does that work with trees and how does that impact the health of trees and... If we apply this type of insecticide, what are the results? How does it affect it down the road? What's the butterfly effect? What else gets damaged? How can we achieve the same amount of control but with a less harsh chemical? Right now, we're trying to like get really specific. And you know, if you don't know this, um, there's a product out there that's called a mosquito dunk. Mosquito dunks are a Bacillus thuringiensis strain. I forget the exact strain. There's a bunch of them. But they basically are very specific to mosquito larvae. It's been a long day. They are specific to mosquito larvae. And it's like the number one way to control mosquitoes is through larviciding. And there's chemical larvicides. But this one is a bacteria. And this bacteria affects mosquito larvae. And so as far as control, if you can use a bacteria that affects mosquito larvae and it doesn't damage off-target Insects, I mean, that's like the number one way to control. It's like safety, how direct it is, how controlled it is. It's the number one way. And so we always do our best to use those first. And then if we need to, then we implement other things. And ideally, hopefully, it's more targeted to mosquitoes. You know? But people ask all sorts of questions. Red flags. I mean, there's key phrases. Right. So if if you had a red flag, I, I know I'm kind of bouncing around here from pesticide applicators to this, but it's all relevant. Um, if you have, you know, say you have a red, what's a red flag for payment? Right. A red flag for payment says, uh, you know, I got to run or I'll leave you a check under the door. Or just send me the invoice, you know, things like that. Um, and certain times, if you have trusted clients and you, they say, yeah, just send me the invoice. Well, OK, you've done work for them in the past. No big deal. Right. But if it's a new client saying, okay, sure, yeah, I got to run. You know, when you're done, I'll pay you. And then you do the project and you're waiting there, you're tapping your foot, and then there's no payment. It's like, okay. Well, did you read the situation correctly? I mean, the guy had to run. He didn't want to be around when you finished because he probably didn't have the money right away. Now, ideally, you don't want those clients either. But it can happen, right? I don't think I've had too many clients actually not pay me. To be honest, in four years of doing this, over over 600 clients, I think I've only had one client not pay me, and I believe it's because you know they passed away, and I'm not going to put that on their family to pay that invoice. That's I'll just that's a wash, you know. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, well, at least at least I could do that before they passed away. They were elderly, you know. But it's um. And that was a red flag. And I read it as a red flag. You know, I, I knew that she was 
you know, on her last moments in life. But I wanted to do it anyway. It didn't matter about the money. It just mattered. She, even before she passed away, wanted to ensure that her property was safe for her family and her grandkids. And so who am I to take that away from her? You know, over, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. It's like, no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to do this for you. It's okay. I'll take care of it. And I still think about her even to this day. And it's been over a year. You know, God rest her soul. But we all have red flags in business and we all need to be able to read them. And you need to pay attention to the conversations and the tones and the body languages of clients when certain things happen and certain things occur. And you'll start to pick up on um, patterns within people, not even just within people, like that person specifically, but people in general. Because there's so many personalities out there, and and trust me, you're going to find patterns within people. Certain types of personalities do certain things. So that was a deep dive into red flags in business that we should all be aware of. And something that's not a red flag, but I want to bring it up to you, is I have a, I shouldn't say I have, for you guys out there listening, there is a uh, landscape supply store called AM Leonard. And if you haven't visited their website, they have so many things from pruners to loppers. If you guys do snow, they have snow shovels. If you need pitchforks, they have pitchforks, wheelbarrows. Um, they have like tree bracing stuff. I always buy my Felco pruners from there. Uh, we buy their AM Leonard hand shears. They have like a wavy blade on them. They're really awesome. And then, I mean, they have so much stuff. They have fertilizers. They have all kinds of stuff. I highly recommend you check them out. Um, they have a lot of products and almost anything you could really need as far as a landscaper goes. And I have a discount code for you that's itch free. And if you look down in the link, you can go to AM Leonard, use my coupon code itch free. It saves you 10% at checkout and it just goes back into helping me produce more content. Uh, I'm trying to save up to get a, a Roadcaster Pro so I can do a little bit better content and add some things and add some intros and things like that. So if you want, support the show. I'd appreciate it. Go buy some pruners or loppers or whatever you can. Um, it would really help. You know, I've, I've seen an uptick in commissions in like the last month. So that's that's pretty cool to see. And like I said, it all goes back. All goes back to the show. I'm doing my best to to bring you guys content and give you what I think and what I think is relevant. And it's, uh, it's not easy, right? I, I got home, I literally worked from 7.30 to 7 o'clock, got home at 7.15. And right now it's 10 o'clock and I'm here doing this. So I, I appreciate your support. I appreciate your listenership. If you have been listening, I hope this is valuable content. I would love comments or, you know, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you guys think. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much the gist. <sighs> Something else. What's what else has been going on? Life's been going on. My son's getting huge, man. He's uh almost two and a half years old. My wife, she's getting so close to having our new baby girl. And her cousin is coming up from Mexico, which is super exciting. It's his first time to America. And I told him when he knew he was gonna come up, I said, You gotta come up fourth of July. You have to experience the Independence Day of the United States. It is amazing to see fireworks and the camaraderie with people and just how people are right and so he is he's coming up here for that which will be super exciting i gotta go buy some fireworks and thank 
God, we got some rain here in Michigan because it was so dry. We had like over a month of no rain whatsoever. Like we are so behind in our precipitation. It's not even funny. But we, we needed it, and hopefully we get a little bit more, so that way 4th of July can be pretty safe. You know, I know up in Grayling, Michigan, we had a, a pretty big forest fire. I know up in Quebec, they had massive forest fires. It was super smoky around here for weeks on end. And it's uh, it's nice to see that the air is coming back, quality is coming back, trees getting a drink, all the plants getting a drink, all the lawns getting a drink. You know, when when Michigan is green, it is a beautiful, beautiful state. And also in the fall, when it starts to change, we have all the colors. It's it's magnificent. So what else do I want to bring up? Oh, yeah. Hey, if you guys out there have, whether you're a homeowner or a landscaper, I have courses for you. Um, I have basically DIY courses. If you're a homeowner and you're listening to this and you want to learn how to treat your own poison ivy. And then I also have courses on how to teach you as a landscaper how to do poison ivy. I've been recording a lot of jobs recently to upload to that course specifically just to teach you how to bid these jobs and what I'm looking at, what I see, and how I determine how I price jobs, right? Now, me me pricing out a job is different than somebody who's never done it because if you've never done it, it's going to take you longer, right? I've been doing this for 10 years. So what I can do in an hour's time versus you is very different. But having said that, if you go to poisonivy-academy.com there. If you go to the store, you'll see all the courses that I have. I'm constantly looking into creating more. Uh, I think right now we're, we have a special offer for uh, the DIY Poison Ivy course. Right now it's for $27. I know it's worth $147. Easy. Like there's, I think there's like 25 or 30 lessons in it. So it's like less than a dollar a lesson. Okay. And I know it'll benefit you. I know it'll help you. If you have poison ivy or, or if anyone you know has poison ivy, recommend the course to them. It's me literally filming myself, telling you what herbicides to buy, how to apply it, how to kill poison ivy vines, how to make proper applications, everything in between. What PPE you need, what tools you need, everything. And you can get that. I'll put the link down below. Um, it'll be poisonivyacademy.com, DIY ivy. So right now for $27, I will raise it after 4th of July. It'll go up to its standard price of $147. So if that's something that you're interested in, I highly recommend you pick it up now. Um, other than that, I think that's going to wrap up today's show. So sorry for that late last pitch, but I'm not really sorry because I really want to help you kill your own poison ivy. But other than that, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you found value in this episode. I hope you look at the red flags that you see in your business and from clients and maybe even just situations on the road, right? Any any sort of red flag, like pay attention to them, right? And learn from them. Other than that, I hope you guys are doing well. Take care and God bless. <laughs>